1: Here we go. 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 This is
2: it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Good morning, Sam. It's Monday morning. Here we Another are. week. Another week. Another week closer to death, Sam.
1: Correct. As I like Good to say. Good or bad thing? Um, Hard to say, isn't it?
2: Bit of both, really. Mm. You know, life is hard. Bad in
1: that you've still got shit that you need to get done. Yeah. Like making sure your kids don't become strippers slash yeah. drug pushers. That's something that we both need to pay attention to. But yeah. on the other hand, closer to the lovely comfort, the lovely comfort and darkness of death. And heaven, of course. And, of course, heaven, heaven where I assume waiters. we're both going.
2: I, um, I always say with parenting, it's quite simple. Years 0 to 10, keep them alive. Years yep. 10 plus, keep them out of prison. That's it. Yeah,
1: there you go. That's so parenting
2: for you.
1: Both of yours are 10 plus now, so they you're are. on the second thing. I've got one on each side of that. Right. And so far, so good.
2: Yeah, same here, 100%. Neither of them have been in jail yet. But, you know, you can't get complacent, can you?
1: We're going to... uh heaven both of us i assume of course because although all right anyone can call us a pair of dickheads yes mm. i've been called a cunt before not least by you but mm. i like to think that that is tongue in cheek and course. i think that they're not going to stop dickheads going to heaven they might go andy sam you've been fucking fools you've contributed very little to civilization yeah but you've basically been all right yeah surely they're not going to fucking block us from heaven or send us to the eternal he- hell nah. and damnation just for being dickheads, right?
2: I mean, you've you've sort of counterbalanced that because you talked to cats and you apologised to a tree the other week. So I think, you really, y- you are Father Nature.
1: I'll be fucking... Don't worry, I'll have that. I've got my case lined up for when I'm at the pearly gates if they try to yeah. give me the old, your name's not down, you're not coming in. I'll be like, what about all that apologising to trees and talking to cats I did, you fucking cunt?
2: But he might turn around and say, yeah, but that was obviously the sort of thing, like what Savile did with all his charity (laughs) work.
3: I'll be of... like,
1: don't fucking compare me to Savile, just because there's all those pictures of me with Savile on the internet, of me having a right old time and appearing to be his mate. Don't fucking judge me on those. I mean, there's pictures of everyone with cunts, isn't there? Yeah. I bet Mandela's in there, and he was fucking photographed of all sorts of assholes.
2: Oh, but he was in fucking prison, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he so went he to have fucking been a good Nick. Man. I never went to fucking Nick. <laughs> Yet. I'll be looking over his shoulder, whoever the cunt is that fucking guards the pearly gates. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I'll be looking over his shoulder going, who is in there then? That cunt? Fucking hell.
2: You're telling me he's better than me? You'll be going, I used to be the editor of Heat. I could tell you all sorts of fucking shit about him. <laughs> yeah, and he's over there. I've got there. gossip
1: on all of those fuckers.
2: He's over there drinking fucking nectar, the
1: cunt. <laughs> and you're sending me down to fucking down Lucifer to have my balls electrocuted and I'm the cunt was apologising to trees. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that, that's uh, the beauty of it though. You've got to wait and see, haven't you? You don't know till you get there.
3: You
1: just don't know and there, there is an excitement about... It's another good thing about death. Not that I'm... Anyone listening... Listen, you, you, we should all say a thank you every morning that we wake up to be yeah. alive. Yeah. So, well, you you know, don't take any of this seriously. But that said, we do have to die eventually and when that, that day comes the blow will be softened by the frisson of excitement.
2: Imagine it, though. Imagine the adrenaline. Like,
1: where... Yeah, the adrenaline rush. Where am I going to be?
2: Yeah.
1: Heaven or hell? Can't wait to find out.
2: And then you get to heaven, and you get in there, and there's three, like, burritos right next to the gate. Uh
1: Fuckin oh, you now. Do you think in heaven it will be possible for me to start boozing and eating meat again, but yeah. with none of the consequences? Of
2: course, yeah, hangover free heaven, they'll isn't go, it?
1: They'll go. Look, you can you can booze and it won't turn into a problem. <laughs> no, there'll be no hangovers. <laughs> Or, you know, collateral damage. There,
2: there won't be any of the situations you got yourself in <laughs> down, down on
1: earth. You just can feel the good things of being pissed without acting the fucking idiot. Yeah. I'll be like, fucking great.
2: Bring it on. Right, I'll yeah, tell you what, before brilliant. we go any further, we've got an announcement to make, haven't we? We yeah. are, We have created what we're calling the Iron Filing Society uh, in a bit to monetize this podcast. Yeah. Uh because basically, let's be frank, we both love doing this podcast and lots of listeners, cunters, seem to enjoy us doing it. But mm. um it takes a lot of our time up and we want some fucking cash. Yeah. That's fair, isn't it? So we've got yeah. we set up a Patreon thing, which is a subscription thing. Uh if you go to patreon.com slash top flight time machine, we would like you to subscribe for uh three three pounds plus VAT per month which is the price of a, a pint between us, pretty much. You don't even drink, p- so pint I get... A pint in
1: Sunderland, probably half a pint in London, I shouldn't yeah. wonder.
2: Yeah, a p- price of a shit pint then, on average. Yeah. Uh, you don't even drink, so I get the pint. And... Mind
1: you, if you order a fucking St. Clement's in a pub, oh. they're going to charge you the same. Anyway, look, we're straight what? from the point. The point is... St. Clement's? We can uh, yeah le- orange juice and lemonade. Pff, that's
2: very London... <laughs> Carry on.
1: <laughs> Carry on. In London, it's like normal to order that. <laughs> anyway,
2: could I have a St. Clements, please? Is it like a lager top?
1: Uh, yes, I'll have a St. Clements. an oh, like acceptable in, drink. I'll have it in a gravy boat, a crystal gravy boat, so I can pour it into my welcoming <laughs> mouth. If you want to keep me and St. Clements and Andy on the cans,
2: yeah,
1: and... You want extra bonus content because what we want to, we've had, we have had a lot of people saying, you know, do it more, which is very flattering to us. And we and you know, that appeals to us. And there's big plans, big ideas for extra content in all different forms, uh, some of which we have outlined on our Patreon page. And you will see what we are offering. And it would make sense for all of us for us to start doing that. But buy me a St. Clements once a month and uh, you've got yourself a deal.
2: So, yeah, basically it's. it's th- it's three pound a month plus VAT, and what you'll yeah. get, you'll get each week. You'll get a bonus deep dive episode, and we're going to yeah. start with the Keen Odyssey two for subscribers, yeah. and we're going to knock out two episodes of that this week as a, as an introductory offer. And then each week you'll get your Roy Keen episode exclusively as a subscriber. The free to air Wednesday deep dive episode, which of course is currently Kevin Keegan, you'll get that a week in advance of everyone else. So you'll get your early Keegan. Uh, if we're, we're going to do some live shows later in the year, you'll get advance notice and early bird tickets for that. Uh, all of the regular free episodes, you'll get them as well. But any adverts that are in them will be removed. It'll be ad free. It'll just be apart from this bit, which is basically a fucking advert in it. Fucking ad. But um, and we, we'll, as you say, we'll we'll probably chuck in some extra bonus content as well, possibly around Dick Turpin, possibly not. We have plans.
1: There'll be Dick and shit, badges, and there really will be some live events coming up as well, which you might get advantageous access to. I've just Um, just
2: organised and engineered this and orchestrated this basically to get your fucking badge machine up and running, because I don't believe it exists.
1: The badge machine exists, whether (laughs) or not... I can get access to it is another issue, <laughs> but if we get some money out of the hunters then we're going to stand a much fucking better chance.
2: You might be able to buy your own badge machine instead of trying to nick your wife's.
1: I'm not allowed to.
2: Fair enough. So there we go. She We've slathered on long enough about She says I'm that. not
1: allowed my own badge machine <clears throat> because really? I'd I'd use it irresponsibly.
2: Well, just take it somewhere else. Take it mm. down the park and do it next to the tree. Oh,
1: storage. I could squish into the storage oh, yeah, and do it. I could. I might just start doing the podcasts and the badge making from the storage, because it'll just make everyone's life much easier.
2: You'll be a straight man then, if you're living mm. up the storage. Yeah. Anyway, we've wanged on long enough about it, <clears throat> but it's Patreon. Oh, but just com. so you
1: know, the new Keen Deep Dive, because obviously the last Deep Dive was popular into the Roy Keen one. This will be a Deep Dive into his first memoir because the one before was obviously his second one. Uh this is yeah. his first one which covers his his youth, his childhood in Cork. Yeah. Um him first joining Nottingham Forest and uh his many dealings with his mentor Brian Clough, <clears throat> which you can imagine is extremely entertaining. His transfer to Manchester United and his interaction whilst there over the years with such characters as Eric Cantonar, Paul Lintz David Beckham, Alex Ferguson, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And you should also know that it will, a bit like when in Godfather 2, it goes back and shows how Godfather got started. John Godfather, the name of the protagonist. (laughs) Yeah. This is similar, where it shows how Roy King got started. And interestingly to superfans, it will reveal the genesis of his... Uh, lifelong rivalry
2: with Professor Yaffle. Exactly. It's it's the Keen Odyssey origin story.
1: Origin story, and it starts this week. So get <laughs> subscribed, because it's only available to subscribers.
2: Yeah, Patreon.com/slash Top Flight Time Machine. Get involved and put some fucking orange and lemonade in Sam's mouth.
1: And don't forget, I'll leave you just with our motto, and we have many mottos on this show. Um, don't be a cunt. That's it. <laughs> that's that, that's the life advice to live by, right?
2: Yeah. Let's have a look at the, the uh, prediction league, Sam. Yeah. Um, quite a high score on weekend for everyone. Whoa. And I think that my methodology of, of embracing total prediction at the weekend, with the noise I was making on Friday, which I know unsettled you, yeah. but I'm sorry yeah. about that. But I'm not sorry about that, because I came out on top this weekend with five points. Thanks to that new I methodology, regret,
1: I regret teaching you the ways of uh, total prediction. Yeah, predicting. you're gonna
2: regret it, mate. Um, results, but also got five points, so he was joint top. Uh, you only got four points, Sam, so you have slipped back slightly. You're still four points clear of results, spot you're on eighty-two, it's on seventy-eight, I'm on seventy-six. But you know, considering we've been predicting now for what nearly six months. Yeah. It's incredibly tight at the top, and just it just it takes one or two bang on predictions for one of us to, you know, for the whole thing to be turned but on its head. I can tell head.
1: you though, results bot has not had a decent week in a long time now. Well, so has this l-
2: week he got, got five points. He got five points. How many did I get again? Four.
1: You yeah, got, but there you there was a Tottenham period one,
2: where you got Tottenham yeah. one, Newcastle nil, correct? But then so did he. So mm, of
1: course he did. Yeah, cancelled it out, the fucker.
2: So there we are. So uh, there's no midweek matches of note on, so we can't do any predicting until the weekend. But that's how it stands. You know, we're we're getting to the business end of the season and it's 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 all to play for. And now West that Ham, I've got Lim- my new methodology and methods of total predicting. Um and I've been practicing over the weekend. Don't think I haven't. So uh watch out, pal.
1: West Ham, Liverpool tonight. It is, I assume you're going along with that. I'm going along in this pissing rain. I've just had a text come through while we—if you heard a ping in the background—that was a text from my brother Katz. He of the falling asleep in a nunnery mm. story and other stories. Yeah. Um, and because I had a spare, and I've—I won't lie—I've rung round to a few different mates, some West Ham, some even Liverpool, oh, to invite them along. Oh, blimey! And very interesting everyone's being a bit everyone's had something on what i reckon is people are fucking looking out the window, seeing that it's like the worst weather of the year and knowing that it's on the box on a monday night and thinking oh yeah i would go but uh actually i've got the <laughs> anyway so, i've got a little um, bit of gout oh well i invited the stray man who's a liverpool fan
2: all right he yeah. says
1: he says he can't come because he's got to be near his computer so he was first on my list. A couple of others said no. So now he's got to Casper, be near his
2: he's a computer.
1: He's oh, for he's on call for work for a work uh, thing. I won't go into it. Oh, okay. But I mean, stray man's got a job, which is good. But I don't. I, in a way, does that stop him being stray? Well, well no, no because, because
2: a stray man isn't a homeless man. A stray man has yeah. the accoutrements of um, <laughs> a real man, but without yeah. the without the uh, the security of a roof over his head at all times. It's a, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a fluid... So he's got
1: a job. He's got a job. Sea-ish. He's got a family. Yeah. But he doesn't... Yeah, he's more... Yeah, he lives a fluid lifestyle.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's Stray man. So Stray man can't make it. Uh, so Cass is coming. I could regret this. As it came through, I thought, as he said, yes, please, it seems so enthusiastic. Uh, Bear in mind, Cass is a QPR fan, a yeah. QPR super fan, I would say, that I'm thinking, oh, no, now he seems so enthusiastic that I'm worried. <laughs> but we'll see. I'll report back. Remember those stories from, from you know, listening old school hunters who will remember the early days of podcasts, all those stories about him starting on people at QPR, including John Terry and John Gregory. Yeah. There's often incidents like that. Um, or once he was at QPR Chelsea and he stole a, truncheon off of a policeman and then got arrested for it is, he's is always he, getting is he, up to silly things does he
2: not normally dwell within the um the executive area of, of loftus road QBR, where, where, yeah, he does. where, where um, drinks are a plenty and there's lots yes. of scope for bad behavior yeah he, he but won't have
1: that tonight will he the thing about him is he likes to pr- he prides himself on traversing the different classes of football fan right. so He'll be in, like, the worst sort of hooligan pub before the game or after the game, but then he'll be up having the prawn sandwiches and hobnobbing with the uh, second-hand car dealers who populate (laughs) QPR's executive lounges or ex-players like Wayne Faraday or John (laughs) Byrne from the 1980s, and he'll be hobnobbing with them one minute. Yeah. One time, my other brother walked into a pub on the Axford Road looking for him after a game, and he was stood on a table starting a chant, probably, like, you know, come on, you super hoops. Mm-hmm. And he was really getting into it. He was he was enraptured by the whole scenario, you know, yeah. and he thought, this is amazing. I'm a super fan. I'm, these people look upon me as Jesus. And then another lad climbed up next to him and started chanting, no surrender to the IRA. <laughs> and... Casper looked awkward and crestfallen and sort of just didn't want to be on the table anymore but didn't want to jump straight off. (laughs) So he just sort of drooped his head and looked at his shoes for a little while awkwardly next to this other guy and then sort of sheepishly clambered down from the table. (laughs) (laughs) So it just goes to show, be careful before you start. You can get carried away at football, get a bit excited but think twice before standing on the table and trying to start. Oh, it's him on the other line. Oh, I've just had to switch him off. That was him. His fucking big fat face just appeared on the screen while
2: I was okay, talking now. about him. That, that, that's the thing he with tables. Know. Once you're on a table, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're almost naked. you Because you have to kind of, you know, commit yourself to whatever is going on on that table. I know, I know,
1: because getting off is not easy, <laughs> no. especially if you're really pissed up, which most people who get onto tables are. Pretty much, yeah. I, would say I mean, he's up, and, he's up and down on tables like a fucking maniac. Yeah. I, those days are long for me. Long Even before I gave up drinking, I knew, even in the worst days of my drinking, I I knew not to get up on a table and start singing. I did it once at Euro 96. Yeah. And we turned out, and it wasn't even an England game. We'd gone to Old Trafford. And I think it was Germany versus Italy. Yeah. I was with my Italian cousins and a, and, a, and some of my brothers and stuff. So it was a mix of Italian and English. And we went into this pub and there was it was packed with Germans. Mm-hmm. And the Germans were all singing songs. And some of them, I can't remember, were s- vaguely anti-English. But in that German way, where it, we are just all having such fun. <laughs> and the teasing is just fun, you know? Yeah. And I fucking sp- 48, nineteen year old whatever well, I would have been twenty one in ninety six I was really astonishingly drunk because I think we've been on the cans in the car on the way up, <laughs> and uh I stood on a table and started just singing Ingerland, which is a song i fucking hate yeah anyway Ingerland, fucking stupid witless song isn't it yeah and uh but i don't know i just in i don't know i can 't tell you what I was thinking in my twenty one year old drunken Caught mind. Up in but the i moment. thought. I caught up in the moment, I thought, fuck this, there's Germans everywhere, they don't think there's any English here, because it's not an English, I'm going to fucking get up and start singing England, with my (laughs) arms out, like a prick, (laughs) so I did that, and all of the German fans, do you know what, they fucking power played me like only the Germans can, they just joined in, and next thing I know, I've got a whole (laughs) fucking pub full of Germans all singing England, which made a cunt out of me. Because what it basically said was, yeah, you're foolish English. You are so aggressive. And it is so misplaced. Come on, you are being childish. Plus, it showed quite correctly that they didn't take me in the least bit seriously as a threat. They saw me more as a toddler who they could play with. And I got angry that they were joining in and I had to do the climb down from the table that you speak of. <laughs> I just had to sheepishly climb down off of the table apologetically and shuffle out of the bath.
2: This this feels like another category, good times and bad times when you've been up on a table. <laughs> yes.
1: Send us your yeah. stories. <clears throat> up on a table stories are great.
2: Tweet them in um at TF Time Machine and also email topflagtimemachine at gmail dot com. Um all of your stories will be free to air and none will be behind the pier wall.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're not going to pay for you to hear your own stories read no, back to not,
2: you. <laughs> we're not that much of a cunt. We're not monsters.
0: <laughs> Jalapeño. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend.
2: Jalapeno. Right, we've got a few um bullshits and, and whatnot that's coming from the country, Sam. Oh,
1: but Andy, can I just say, I meant to bring this up earlier, and I don't yeah. know how, what, how you feel about pulling back the curtain on the mystery and magic that surrounds the recording of this show. Not really. But when you were talking <laughs> about your, uh, your total predicting that you successfully did for the yeah. first time on air on Friday yeah. and on Thursday... And you were making, people might remember that you were making these sort of noises that I found to be slightly sexual. Mm. And we were in a small room together. Yes. At ACAST. And what people don't know is during the recording of that podcast, there was, I think for the first time ever in the history of Top Light Time Machine, a third party yeah, sat we, in the we room alone, quietly we? observing. We weren't alone. And we, we won't name him, but suffice to say it is the friend of mine who regular listeners will know is fond of the expression Millwall up to their old tricks again. It
2: was, yeah.
1: A, leg- a legendary West Ham supporter had come along to observe us doing the podcast and it was a really small room and he's a, he's a big fella, isn't he? Millwall yeah, up to their he old the tricks. He, sort of, yeah. he fills a room. And so he's there and I think we managed to keep our cool and no one would notice that we were being closely observed by a man mountain with a Millwall obsession. I try not to look at it. the bit where you you had your back to him, but where you were making these noises, which were borderline orgasmic, yeah, that was the only bit where I was super aware of his presence.
2: <laughs> Did he make any noise when he, I was doing them?
1: He, he just stared at you deadpan. <laughs> he stared at the back of your head deadpan while you made these sexy noises. And I was—I mean, I didn't know where to look, mate. You were making me feel uncomfortable. He was making me feel uncomfortable. The situation was bad. But fair play to you—you've come out of it with a decent points all, so total it was worth it. And player. it was—it was brave of you to do that in front of me, let alone him.
2: Yeah, total power player. Yeah, it's all gonna change. Anyway, here's some, here's some bullshit that's coming. Uh, Dan Burner. Says, says, uh, my six-year-old mate told him at school today that it was so cold that a Chinese boy's spiked hair froze and turned blue. <laughs> a Chinese boy? <laughs> a Chinese boy with spiky hair. It froze and turned blue. Later that day, his teacher heard the frozen-haired boy's heart crack. <laughs> <laughs> it was so now- cold, his hair froze and his heart cracked. That's winter yeah. for you.
1: My, if that was my daughter, right, my daughter was here then. If, if you you know, saying Chinese boy, she'd say that was racist. Yeah. Th- that's a, We've talked about this before, yeah. about how the kids these days are so hot on mm-hmm. the old, like, racism or prejudice, homophobia, anything like that. It's almost like an incessant accusation to me. Yeah. A man. Yeah. Um, um, I want to just speak to you. A man, me, Sam Delaney, who has spent his whole life, Fighting, Andy, for Camping. social justice, to eradicate injustice and prejudice, yeah. right? Wherever it should reside. I am a totem of liberal, bad, no, socialist values. Let's yeah. go a step further. Okay. And yet, every day, <laughs> racist, homophobe, <laughs> right? All the other fucking <sighs> words for prejudice that I can't remember, right? And that, what reminded me was, I <clears> said to her the other day, what's your Chinese mate's friend again?
2: Yeah.
1: Her response? Racist. Racist. What? Why did she say she's Chinese? Because she's fucking Chinese.
2: <laughs> she's from China.
1: <laughs> she's Well, her parents are Chinese, right? I think she was born here. but well, You should have said, what's, w-
2: what's your second generation Chinese friend called? Them, uh, shouldn't I you? think that's what she wanted. Dickhead.
1: <laughs> now, here's another one that maybe the cunters will say, because it's a bit more borderline. This morning, she caught me doing an impression of someone we know who's got an... uh, who is Swiss, but Swiss-German. You know they speak all the languages, don't they? But this one speaks... And I just did an impression of her. And it was perfect. It was a gentle impression. But I was talking to my wife, and I I was doing an impression, which was amusing to me. And I think it was even amusing my wife, which is a fucking big bonus, right? And... uh, And my daughter crept up behind me and said, what's all this? Being racist again, is he? (laughs) I probably jumped out of my fucking skin. I went, no, I was just doing a Swiss-German accent to to, to impersonate that woman who lives out the road who is Swiss-German. And she went, that's making fun of someone on the basis of their uh, ethnicity. Not good enough, Jim Davidson. I know. Well, in that case, I still stand by the... Your, what's your Chinese mate's name? As a perfectly acceptable, um, acceptable way.
2: Well, I, of I went to the um,
1: <clears throat> describing to the, a person. I, I
2: went to the pantomime at the Sunland Empire at Christmas with my daughter, the two of us, because mm. my son was one of the Lost Boys on stage, Peter Pan. Yeah, uh, and we we were there, and uh, during the interval, I uh, received a, a lengthy lecture about uh, the cultural appropriation that we would seen because the um, the Native Americans were described as Indians and various <laughs> tropes were used uh, in the script. And there was also a, a piece of the script that was fat-shaming, apparently. So I received a oh, lecture about that as well. I was just trying well, to sit there and eat me fucking ice cream. Do you know what I mean? Fuck me. I
1: mean, anyway, it's a work of fiction that was written fucking years ago by who wrote it? It was GM Barry. That cunt. Yeah, take it up with the estate of J and Barry. Not me. I'm just sat here trying to eat a fucking ice cream.
2: I mean, it's yin and yang, isn't it? On one hand, J and Barry might have put right, racist, some
1: stuff- racist, racist yin and
2: yang. Suck, sorry, That's- sorry, it, 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 this and that. <laughs> On one yin
1: hand, yin and yang. What's that name of some sort of Chinese double act? <laughs> in
2: wishy. your mind, yeah. On one hand, J and Barry might have written a book which now has one or two slightly dubious things in it. Yeah. but on the other hand all of the money from Peter Pan forever goes to Great Ormond Street Hospital so you can't fucking have well, everything
1: there you go can you are you saying it's a bit like having a sponsored racism like sort of you know Comet Relief yeah say if like over on ITV no Channel 5 which is yeah. a little bit more earthy in comparison to BBC do Comet Relief oh,
3: it's a bit Jim Davidson
1: <laughs> yeah Jim, Jim, Jim Davidson and a few of his racist friends yeah Who would that be? Probably Tarby. A few others.
2: Maybe get. I'm not
1: saying they're all racist. And maybe get. Maybe get
2: Rusty Leon as well as a blocker to try and.
1: All I'm saying is some old school (laughs) comics did instead of um, comic relief, they did racist relief, and it was one night of sponsored racism, and they encouraged other people around the country to do different sponsored racisms, like, oh, we're going over now. Well, reporter. Is uh, Our reporter, Robert Kilroy Silk, is live in Coventry, where one zany group of colleagues from a local call centre are trying to think of as many racist terms for the Vietnamese that they can say over a period of 24 hours. Robert, how are they getting on? (laughs) Well, it's absolutely bonkers here, Jim. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they've been going for eight hours now. They've raised a sensational £4,000 for Great Ormond Street. What I'm saying is yeah. I don't think this is a good idea. However, what I'm trying to paint a picture of an ethical dilemma, Yeah, the moral maze that, you know, like Michael Burt used to do, um, What? where is the line? If the racism is raising money for a good cause... Does that legitimize the racism? Probably not.
2: No. Let's not take it any further.
1: Right. Edit everything I've said for the last five minutes. No, 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 no. Minutes I'm going to keep
2: it in as a power player, but um it it's it's I think it's not I make the judgment call, it's not going to happen. It's not
1: acceptable. It's not going to happen. And that there, but therefore your pantomime isn't acceptable, either. Let's leave it at that.
2: F- fine. Fine, bring it on. Um, let's quickly go through some of the other categories that we have, because I've got a, a right. couple of examples of a few of them. Hero fantasies, always good. Uh, James <laughs> Froan says, Hey, lads, in a hero situation when warming a pastry product in the microwave, I pretend the countdown is a bomb about to go off. You're nodding <laughs> in your head, Sam, in recognition there.
1: Well, because we've had this. Someone else has said that on Twitter before.
2: I think this is is where it's from. It's it's from a couple of weeks ago. He says, I put some washing away or wash the plates and try to do it before the beep goes off and open the door. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I've got a hero fantasy here. Uh, Daniel Hall says, I'm currently travelling through South America. That's a great situation for hero fantasies, by the way. And I'm not sure if this qualifies as hero fantasy, but I constantly daydream about one of the local clubs in Peru scouting me playing with locals in a park before being scouted by a bigger team in the MLS. Oh, dream big.
2: It's a very elaborate fantasy, this. (laughs) My
1: subconscious isn't unrealistic. I know I won't be playing in Europe straight away, Mm, but maybe one day. However, after a couple of seasons in South America... And the US, I finally get my big move to Newcastle United before scoring a goal that saves us from relegation. This is the true story of that bloke that Newcastle just signed (laughs) last week. I've been having this daydream for a number of years, but the state of the club has meant my daydream has diminished from scoring Champions League or FA Cup final to the relegation saviour. I'm 26 now, so these South American teams need to hurry up and start sending their scouts to parks. Uh, my niece's boyfriend, Liam, is a Newcastle fan. And I told him straight at Sunday lunch yesterday round at my mum's. I said, listen, Liam, right, he's younger than me. So he probably looks up to me. as extremely wise. As I'm you sure he doesn't, he
2: doesn't think you're a dick or anything.
1: And I said, listen, mate, I've seen this player you signed last week.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm not saying I'm a fucking expert. I'm not saying I'm Sister Mary's soccer talent spotter. <laughs> right. But I've seen the pictures of this bloke that's all i've seen just pictures no imagery or anything and i've done a little bit of background reading and i can tell you this fella is shit and he's going to be a shit (laughs) disastrous signing for you and i'm and i'm saying that on record now i can't even remember the bloke's name but he's their record ever signing that's what makes it such a huge gamble right and he's come from the bloody mls which straight away it's like don't spend more than 10 million quid on a uh, on an MLS player but if you look at him he he doesn't look like a footballer he looks like a like a clown right he, his shirt was hanging off his shoulders he doesn't look big enough he so doesn't look strong enough he's got a goofy he's got he looks malnourished he's got a goofy smile like he's come to do the children's entertaining <laughs> at a sick birthday party the bloke is not gonna work in the Premier League and I will fucking stake my reputation as a soccer talent spotter on this yeah. now. That fella, let me just remind you of his name, uh, Miguel Almirian. Mm-hmm. He's there, Newcastle's record ever signing. He signed from a club called Atlante United for, I think, close to £30 million. Pounds. And hell. he will be a fucking disaster. And if you look inside your heart, as I said to Liam, and I'm saying to any other Newcastle fans listening, I've got no beef with Newcastle, great club, blah, blah, blah. You know deep down in your heart of hearts this was a fucking disastrous signing.
2: Perhaps perhaps Rafa Benitez has decided that he's already gonna leave at the end of the season and this is the equivalent of putting a bag of prawns down the back of the radiator at a job that you hate before you leave.
1: I I agree. He's finally got some money out of my Ashley. Mike Ashley Alright, Rafa. Alright, already. I fucking had enough. You can have thirty million quid or thereabouts if you will then shut your fat Spanish gob <laughs> about just... needing new talent. That's Mike Ashley being racist, not me. And he goes, OK, boss, I appreciate this and I, I promise you it will make a big difference to the team going forward. Just spend the money. I'm fucking sick of talking about it. I don't Boy, care whoever you're, you're fucking want. Go, don't and get don't
2: his, go and get yourself something pretty.
1: <laughs> uh, boss, I spend the money and I got... Yeah, who was it then? Someone good at fucking, but I fucking hope. Barcelona
2: <laughs> player, was it?
1: <laughs> His name is Miguel Almirion. Oh, where did he come from? Barcelona? <laughs> no. Real Madrid? No. <laughs> Fuck me. Deportivo around you at least. Let's hope. <laughs> no, he came from team called Atlanta United. Fucking hell, I never ran of them.
2: Atlantis, isn't it under the fucking sea? <laughs> what is he? Fucking
1: man! Some Has he got Mervin? gills? He fucking better had gills for that kind of money. A <laughs> <The> cunt? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of building a sports direct in workshop under the sea anyway. So if he don't work <laughs> out in a football, I'll send him to work down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be shit yeah. sorry geordies
2: nailed on never mind couple of yeah. more before we go adoption lies was a category that was touted last <laughs> week and we've actually that had a response one. oh had a great response. this is from lee kempin and he says when i was around 20 i was really in the mood to go out and have a few beers but no one else was so i went to the pub by myself fair enough nothing wrong with that uh he then says i proceeded to get shit-faced by myself for about four hours <laughs> Not so good. Excellent. And he says, until one of the lads, who I hadn't called, dipped into the pub. He wondered why I was getting wrecked on my own. So, so I jokingly told him I just found out I was adopted. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) He then says, Lee. Lee says he proceeded to then get me even more hammered for another hour or two, all top shelf spirits, etc before I had to fess up and sorted him back the cash for what he'd been playing me with. <laughs> I love that.
1: Mate, that is awful news. I'm going to yeah. get you one of every- I'm going to get you Johnny Walker Black Label. <laughs> I'm going to get you Grey Goose Vodka. I'm going to get you a Gordon's. And I'm going to get you a Ron Sabata Rum. <laughs> Thanks, mate. By the way, I'm not really adopted. You can <laughs> I want all that fucking money back now. Cash, go down to Cashy.
2: I want a A refund. refund.
1: If you're not adopted, you didn't deserve top shelf. I mean, fair enough. I would have got you, like, you know, off brand stuff because you're a mate, but not top shelf. That's only for adopted mates. I've
2: got you some teachers, something like that. Bells.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bells, yeah.
2: (laughs) Fucking adoption lie and refund and there's a that category is that's a been, great
1: adoption line.
2: there's a category that's been suggested as well by alan bork on twitter he says can i suggest a bullshit category sub mm. subcategory rather called dad bollocks yeah. and yeah. he says this is bollocks your dad tells you when you're small that you believe for years and then pass on to your own children when the time comes and with a proud yeah. lump in your throat and that sounds like a legitimate mm. car- uh, category to me and here's yeah. an example from alan himself he says, "My dad told me when I was about six that when superbike racers went round tight bends and leaned over with their knee out, we know what they're talking about, don't we? We've yeah. all seen that." I he like says, that style, the, yeah. "The knee has a tiny roller skate thing on to help them."
1: <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> he, awesome!
2: He says, "I duly passed this on to my own boys when the time came. So there's a tiny little roller skate wheel on the knee as the superbike racers go around the bends. It keeps them uh, keeps them upright, basically, doesn't it?"
1: That should be, that That actually should be true. I mean, yeah. I don't see why that isn't true.
2: You should get on Dragon's Den with that.
1: Um, do you want any more? Because there's one bit of football that I've got a note of that I've forgotten to talk about. Okay. Which we should talk about just briefly. This cat that got on the pitch at the weekend oh, yeah, in the that, Everton um, versus Wolves game. Yeah. It was sensational. I mean, anyone who knows me, or um, and I'm assuming this is true of you, knows that, We've loved football for many years for many reasons, not least headers, mm. um, what are the other good things, when it snows and you use an orange ball,
2: yeah.
1: and uh, other things, but the best thing is when an animal gets near the pitch, that's the best thing about football,
3: Yeah.
1: and this fucking cat, after our cat-themed episode on Friday, <laughs> uh, it was almost like we knew, because so. this cat, for me, should get the PFA player of the season. Yeah or at least the football writers, because it was a lovely little cat. It was. It reminded me of my mum's cat, Bev, because it was a dwarf cat. It was sort of quite... Its dimensions was strangely small. And it had a short tail. Right. And it just didn't fucking... I mean, you know, like I was saying last week, cats seem to always know where they're off to. Yeah. Well, as someone pointed out to me on Twitter, this fucking one didn't. It walked on the pitch. It stopped. It looked around. It walked a little bit more. It stopped Walked around. The players, these grown men, these trained players, you know, peak condition athletes, yeah. elite athletes, they did fucking not know what to do. No, a lot of them, of course, were foreign, and you got to remember not to get racist again. But Careful. on the con, <laughs> on the continent and in other countries generally,
0: yeah.
1: they don't treat cats the same as we do. No. They're not regarded with the same reverence. I mean, this country, there is a particular place in our hearts for Mm. the humble cat whereas you know from being abroad lots of cats are just fucking stray Mm. you know they come and go sometimes you'll feed them Um, as I said on Twitter the two managers were the charlatan uh, your favourite what's his name yeah and the fellow with the beard who looks like a stray man funnily enough
2: he looks like action man with the bearded version doesn't he
1: yes so uh, and they both were looking like they were shrugging their shoulders and looking at each other like it's a cat. Why don't the referee just wring its neck and kill it? We eat it after game. <laughs> Why is everyone so worried about? Why cat? has no one kicked its head off? Yeah, you play the game. You kick ball at cat. Cat head fly off. Bingo. We carry on. Cat barbecue cat for dinner. No more delays in game. Which is obviously an awful way to think about cat. Absolutely. When my uh, my Italian cousins had a cat, and it was quite mad. And every night when my aunt came in from work, it would wait for her by the door. And when she walked in, it would pounce and jump on her back and attack her. Anyway, they went to Sardinia for the summer and they drove all the way with this cat in a cage on the front seat. And it was going berserk. It's horrible, really. It was probably really hot. And when they got there and released it from its cage, it fucking went rogue. And it had gone mad from the heat and, and just the fucking horrible conditions of the journey over. And so it, it went rogue and it's like terrorizing all the people on this little resort where they stayed. And one day my two cousins, when they were quite young, they were like eight and 10, they were coming back from the beach and they saw a circle of the local men, the local Sardinian peasant God. types, all standing in a circle, having some sort of confab. And my two cousins walked and said, what's going on? And just as they joined the circle and Pete through to see what was going on, they saw their cat and one of the men casually smoking a fag pulls a gun out and shoots it.
2: Oh fuck.
1: And they go what would you do that for? And they were like ah oh, it was scaring everyone. Oh. So that and, but, but that was a casual in Italy that especially in Sardinia in those days it was just sort of like ah the cat was fucking meowing at everyone oh. and so we just shot it. Why oh. did the guy even have a gun? But i wow. tell you, the real loser in this story is me. Do you know why? why? I don't know why I fucking did this. This can go in the Delaney's account fucking file. <laughs> but about, I don't know, five years ago, maybe more, um, I was asked to come on this morning, right? Uh, and Eamon Holmes was presenting this morning with Ruth, his missus, and he said, come on and review the newspapers, yeah. which is something that I used to do on Sky every week with him. And I thought, he went, this will be a nice little gig because I do this morning on Fridays. They yeah. pay all right money. Just do the same as what you do on Sky, but just on this don't morning. Fuck it up. He didn't say that explicitly, but he was basically saying, just do it the same. Just it do it the implied. same as they do it on Sky. Yeah. So I went, all right.
2: Don't tell a so cat I story.
1: On, I come on, and the other person you always do it with another person was the lovely Charlotte Hawkins, who is now on Good Morning Britain. And she was like the other person sat with me on the sofa. And she was like, she'd made copious notes in the green room beforehand. And I'm doing all that Flash Harry stuff. Like, Charlotte, what are you making all these notes for? She went, well, so I know what I want to say. And I go, okay, oh, fuck that. Don't matter. Just go out and say what you feel. Right? Oh, <laughs> A bit God. like us doing news out news. So you get on. There's some survey about people and how much they love their cats in this country. And I go, just basically what I've just said to you. But, oh, you, you know, what I, Top Flight Time Machine is a very different animal to this morning on ITV and with a very, very different audience, I think. Yeah. And I've gone quite casually, oh, yeah, da, da. yeah, once my, my Italian cousin, I said, yeah, well, they treat cats differently in other countries. I mean, I've got Italian relatives. Once they took, I did a short version, I said so once they took their cat Sardinia and the cat went mad, so the local farmers just shot it in front of my cousin's. And honestly, you could have heard a fucking pin drop. I bet. They wrapped the item up. I was never asked back again. Most of the people watching this morning are like old women who uh, who love their cats like they're their children. Yeah, yeah. And I have turned up like a cunt yeah. and flippantly told a story about a cat murder. as yeah. if And it, to them, it was a bit, would have been the equivalent of me rocking up on the show and going, yeah, I knew a kid once who was a bit out of hand. And so my Spanish uncle shot him in the head.
2: Yeah, exactly. It couldn't have been <laughs> any worse. It couldn't have been any worse if, if like um, Harold Shipman had knocked on their door with a syringe in his hand, yeah. While they were watching the show, and, and since it was then, that. since then, of course, this morning is now broadcast with a, a twenty-second delay in case anything and they like call that happens that, again.
1: They call it the internally Delaney Delaney. <laughs> the Delaney delay because it's such a, a, a it was such a watershed moment in the history of this morning. It is, but. I don't know what I do. I just sometimes I get too cocky, mate. And I think, ha, whatever I say is going to be great. <laughs> I'll just talk. I know. I'll just fucking. And if, what was funny was before, and I'm going Charlotte Hawkins, I don't know why you do all that note taking, thinking about what you're going to say. You overthink it, and then it won't be as much fun. I'll just say whatever pops in me <laughs> head. <laughs> Cut to fucking five minutes later, and I'm there on live national TV making light of a cat murder. You're and off. she's looking at me like, who's the cunt now, Delaney? Well,
2: I wonder how many listeners are still me. listening to this episode at this point and, and haven't just sort of switched off and thrown their device into a skip after the, the cat story.
1: What I'm trying to do, listeners, if you are still listening, is not celebrate my actions, but to say, I understand. I wasn't trying to glorify that story. What I was trying to do was tell a story to illustrate a point, but perhaps I either sh- shouldn't have told it at all, or if I did, delivered it with a great deal more sensitivity.
2: Yeah. You can't go back, can you? You can't go back. You
1: can't go back. I'll never be on this morning again. Oh well.
2: <laughs> right, that's you the know. end. Of, that, that's the end of this episode. Okay. At last. It, it's been a. It's been a long one. But um, you know, uh, earlier on before we recorded this one, I tweeted out <clears throat> the thing about the Patreon subscription um, Iron Filing yeah. Society thing, and we yeah. have lost three followers on Twitter since oh, I did that. Hell. Do you have a message a for bizarre. those three followers, Sam?
1: Fucking go and watch this morning if that's more your cup of tea. That's for free. Yeah, and uh, you won't be offended by it.
2: You fucking freeloading cunt. All right. <laughs> yeah, that as well. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> we'll be back. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, actually, because we're going to do a, a roundup of bonus your mailbag episode for free and stuff.
1: Don't worry, everyone. There, you'll, there'll still be a load of free episodes every oh, yeah. week. Oh, you'll don't only worry. be paying for some bonus stuff. So take it or leave it.
2: All right, that's it. Thanks for uh, listening and enduring Enduring. this one. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.